Hello there and welcome to the Blessed to Bless podcast. This episode is from the most recent preaching that I did at our youth event, which is called Youth Reload. And if you haven't listened to the first, it was about being passionate and getting direction. But this episode is about being called and chosen. So I hope you enjoy listening and maybe even learn something. Good evening, Youth Reloaders. Welcome back to Youth Reload. I am so happy to know that all of you are watching. Thank you for making the time to be here tonight. To all of those here, uh, volunteers working behind the scenes, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your heart. I know that we are now about to enter the second half of 2022. Time flies, and I don't know if it was good for you, if June was the best month for you. But I want to encourage you that God is good. Even if the circumstances are not good, God is good. And he promised that he will work all things together for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. So tonight, our message is called and chosen. But before we pray and before we get into our message tonight, um, since our passage is Matthew 22, 1 to 14, Jesus was telling a parable. He was telling a story. He was painting a picture. So we will also paint our own picture tonight because I want all of us to reflect on where we are. You're not just listening to me talk and agree, yes, amen, but I also want us to reflect on ourselves and where we're going to go from here. Are we ready? So my first question for you is, who is your favorite celebrity? So maybe it's an athlete, maybe it's um, a YouTuber or an artist, perhaps it's a gamer or maybe a preacher, a social media influencer. Who is someone that you look up to most in life aside from your family? Someone who's famous, someone who's maybe rich. Now imagine that person or maybe I know some they stand k-pop groups and they stand groups who perform together so imagine them inviting you to a once in a lifetime party all expenses are paid you don't need to worry about the plane you don't need to worry about where to stay you're free to stay in their house you can have free food you can meet other celebrities imagine that kind of invitation Now imagine that this party is not just for you, but you can invite your family. You can invite your friends. I don't know about you, but I think that's very exciting. I remember when I was in high school, I had schoolmates who would miss class for a day, two days, three days, so that they could go to Manila to meet their favorite artists. Sometimes here, we go to Abriza or to SM so that we could meet our favorite artists. We would make time to go because we really want to. So even if there was school, even if there was work, In this once-in-a-lifetime celebrity party, would you go? Because if you really wanted to, you would. Before we continue, let's pray. 
God, I thank you for this opportunity for me to share your word. I thank you for every person who is listening to this message right now. I pray, Jesus, that you open their eyes to encounter your light, that you touch their hearts to encounter your love. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you take over this message and give us the word that we need for our lives tonight. We lift all of this up to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So before I was asked to share the message called and chosen, I had a life group theme for the month of June. It's called, if you wanted to, you would. And so I said, God, if they ask me to preach, I really want the message to be related to that phrase. And it is. Because being called and chosen is not just a title. It's a lifestyle. If we wanted to live as called and chosen, we would. So in Matthew 22, verses 1 to 14, this is a story Jesus is telling the people about the kingdom of God. It's a story about how the king is celebrating his son's wedding. It's a wedding feast. And usually in their time in Hebrew culture, their celebrations are not like now, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., and then you go home. But their celebrations would last a week. It takes a really long time to celebrate something so great. And so the king invited, he invited guests. He said, servants, go and tell the guests to come. But the guests who were invited said no. They didn't really want to, so they would not go. Instead, they made excuses. They went back to their businesses, they went back to their families, and the king was mad. He was also probably sad that no one wanted to come to a feast that was ready. And so he told his servants, okay, go. Go into all the streets and gather anyone you can because the wedding banquet is ready. So the servants, some got killed when they were inviting others, but the others were able to gather people, anyone from anywhere to come to the wedding feast. But then near the end of the passage, the king is walking around the wedding feast, he is walking around the banquet, and he sees one man who is not dressed for a wedding feast. So imagine that you're at your celebrity house, whether that's in Korea or Australia or America. Imagine you're there with your family, your friends, with other celebrities, but you're wearing pajamas. In this time, if you're wearing pajamas, even if you're the most important VIP, you will not be welcomed inside because you have to dress appropriately. So this man was thrown out and verse 14 says, because many are called, but few are chosen. So as I was reflecting on this, what does it really mean to be called and chosen? We are children of God. Once you've received Jesus, you're a citizen of heaven, you're a child of God, you are royalty. But what does it really mean to be called and chosen, and how do we live it out? So there are three messages that God gave to me when I was preparing. And the first one is, while many are called and few are chosen... Many are also invited, but few are interested, and fewer are invested. Because you can be given the invitation to come to your favorite celebrity's house. Okay, you can have the free plane ticket, the free house, free food, but if you're not interested, you will not go. We as people, compared to animals and plants and all of God's creation, we were given the free will. We have the strength and the wisdom, the intelligence to choose where to dedicate our lives to. 
If we're not interested, we will not go. When it comes to life groups or ministry, I know some of us experience that. When someone's not interested, as sad as it is, as painful as it is, they will not come. They will not go. So to all of you watching tonight, you are interested and you are here, but we don't stop there. Because aside from being interested, okay, I will come to the party, I want to see my favorite celebrity, we can choose to just stand, you know, awkwardly and, oh, there's free food, I'm just going to eat, I'm just going to do what I want, I will not mingle, I'll just stay where I am. I'm invited, I'm interested, I'm here, but that's it. Sometimes we forget that being saved is great, but it's not the end goal. As Pastor reminded us, if, we, if the end goal was to be saved, then we would all be going to heaven right after. But we were called to the kingdom because we have a purpose. So if you come to your celebrity's party, and you're interested, and you're invested in getting to be friends with your favorite celebrity. I know Filipinos, we love to take pictures. We love to have um, any documentary that we met a famous person or any form of celebrity, whether it's in the mall or outside the country. And I believe that if we were in that kind of party, we would want to see the celebrities. We would want to make friends with them. We would want to show them that we're here and we're interested, we're invested in what's happening. And in the kingdom of God, we don't want to just settle for, I'm, I'm here, I'm saved. Jesus, thank you, but I'm just going to leave you here. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live life because this is what's fun. This is what's trendy. That's not the life we want to live. We want to be invested. So when we're invested, if you were seen as invested in the party of your celebrity, I would say maybe they would call you and say like, Jaya. I choose you to be in charge of entertainment. You have to make sure everyone is entertained. They're having fun. They're doing good. For the others, I put you in charge. I choose you to take care of welcoming the guests. Make sure they're welcome. Because in the kingdom of God, we all have different roles. We are called, but we are chosen for a purpose. So being called is being invited. Yes, we are in the kingdom of God, but chosen ones, that means we have a purpose. That means we have a responsibility to not just stay interested. Okay, I'm here. Thank you, God, for the freedom. Thank you, God, for what you've done for me, and that's it. No, we have a purpose to win souls and make disciples. We have a purpose to tell others of the good news. We have the hope and light that the world needs, and it's living inside of you. We have a purpose. We are called, and we are chosen. So let us not just be invited. Let us not just be interested. Let's be invested to be intimate with God so that we can intentionally seek out others and build relationships. Because if we wanted to, we would. So the first phrase is many are invited, few are interested, fewer are invested. But the second phrase is many receive spiritual gifts, but few represent share, and give. In Ephesians 1, 18 to 19, especially in the Passion Translation, th these are verses that our family has been going over, and one of the words that stands out is advertisement. So we are called to be advertisements. We are called to be the ads. You know, what we see on YouTube, what we see on the billboards. That's sort of what we are. We're ambassadors of the kingdom. We've received spiritual gifts, meaning it's free. 
It's paid for. The people we see on the screens, let's say on Shopee or Lazada, right? They already have what they need. They show the gifts. They show the products because it's given to them. All they need to do is show up and present themselves to represent the company. We represent the kingdom. Now, just to remind you, the, the different spiritual gifts we've been given are a lot. And sometimes we don't feel like we're enough. So I'm here to remind you that once you've received Jesus and you are a child of God, you've been given freedom. Freedom from the bondage of sin. You've been given freedom in the love and in the presence of Jesus. And after Jesus went to heaven, he gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the same power that raised Jesus from the grave and he lives inside you and me. And out of the Holy Spirit comes more gifts. We have the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is all in one. Don't we love it when we don't just get one, but it's buy one, get one, when it's all included, all inclusive. And he gave us the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, the very things we are seeking in life have already been given to us through the Holy Spirit because of Jesus, because of God's grace. A lot of us, we seek peace. They say, find your own peace, make your own peace, protect your peace. The peace is given to you because you're a child of God. You're an ambassador of the kingdom. It's given to you for free. It's paid for. We were also not given the spirit of fear but of power, of love, of self-discipline or sound mind. You've been given the power that we often look for in other things. We wonder, why are we insecure? Why Why do we always compare ourselves? Why am I not good enough? Why can't I do this? When it comes to school, we think, Honestly, there was once where I also questioned myself if I was really smart enough and good enough because I had grades that I never, ever had before. And I was like, am I really as good as I think I am? But then God reminded me, you are my child. You are called and chosen. And there is no one that can take that away from you. So keep giving your best. What I tell my friends is keep giving your best. Do your best and let God do the rest. So we have many spiritual gifts. Some of us are called to preach, to teach, to encourage. We are said that as the body of Christ, we all have a role. In our picture earlier, I mentioned some would be chosen to entertain. Others would be chosen to welcome. Others will be chosen for food. We all have different roles in the kingdom of God. And even though the party, the party in heaven, the celebration in heaven is eternal, but while we're here on earth, we still have a role to play. We still have a purpose to fulfill. If you're here, if you are watching and listening to me right now, You have a purpose, and God's not done with you yet. He's given you gifts so that we can represent the kingdom, so that we can share this good news, so that we can give our talents and our skills. On a personal note, because sometimes it's very easy to say this, and it's hard to live out, so I will share a few experiences in my life where I was tested in these areas. So in grade seven, which is the start of high school, a lot of us experience new challenges because they're becoming teenagers, we're navigating life. And that was my third year of living here in the Philippines. So I was very new and still adjusting to the culture, to the school culture, and it was hard. The first few years of living here, I'll be honest, they were really hard for me. It was hard to adjust. And I found myself wondering 
Am I going to compromise myself so that I can fit in with my friends, so that I can have that place where I belong? Because when I was in America, I felt like I was free to have friends. I had friends from church. I grew up with them. I knew them. And suddenly being here, I wanted that familiar presence. So I said, am I willing to compromise, to do the jokes, to laugh at the jokes rather, to join in their talks, to go where they go just so that I can have friends again? Or am I willing to be different? Am I going to stand out? I might be alone. I might be different and they look at me in that way. But it's what God's called me to. So after grade seven, after I did the encounter here at BCC and then I went into grade eight, I made the choice that I will stay true to the principles and the values that my parents have built for me. I will stay true to the word of God. I actually started journaling every day, making the sacrifice every morning, even though it was hard and I would be sleepy. I would do the journal anyway. Sometimes I think when we start, it's hard because you reread the same paragraph again and again. Like, what am I even reading? But I continued that. And the seeds were not shown right away. Because throughout the school year, even though I had friends, I had no real group of friends. And I found myself walking through the school alone a lot of times. But during those times where I felt like I was alone, where I was wondering if what I was doing was making an impact, I grew in my walk with Jesus. And from grade eight until the end of senior high, the way that I am blessed to say that people have seen me is totally different from the first three years when I was still figuring out my way. Because not joining in the gossip as much as possible, not laughing at the jokes, not allowing bad words to be said around me, my batchmates and people above and below would start saying, hey, don't say that around her. Hey, protect her ears, protect her, don't say that around her. When they would fight with each other, when people needed advice, they would come to me. And I'm kind of quiet in school, so to have people asking or sharing stories and asking for my advice, asking for my opinions, asking to pray for them, that's all God's work. And so sometimes when you represent the kingdom, we don't see results right away. Sometimes when you share the word of God, when you share the good news, sometimes people will leave. Sometimes they will not. There are seeds planted on different soils, and sometimes people will just not be able to receive it yet. But keep going, because you were called and you were chosen for such a time as this. Now, when it comes to giving, so we represent, we share. When it comes to giving these spiritual gifts, for me, it was um, the recent one is when I published my books for the first time uh, in paper because I wrote books or stories online through Wattpad and having a book published in paper was totally different. I'm a self-published author. My mom was my editor. My dad designed the cover. So it's all us trying to navigate our ways. So I gave a lot of my time for that. That was in 2020. And once the book was published before my birthday, August 2020, I also happened to be accepted into Oral Roberts University, which is in Oklahoma, USA. But I was still enrolled in the University of Mindanao. So from August to December, I was handling two schools while trying to figure out what to do with this book. A lot of people see the highlights. They see the testimonies, which are amazing. God is good. 
They see how, how I was sold out here in the Philippines for the first time, which was amazing. But there were moments where I asked myself, until 2021, when I moved officially to ORU, when I started writing a new book, and I was, I was asking God, God, do people really want to hear what I have to say? Because I thought it would be better. I thought there would be more. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I'm used to the version that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. In the Passion Translation, I was hit with the first verse that says, Do not rely on your own opinions. Sometimes we say, God, I think it should be here now. God, I really think those people should be understanding what I'm saying now. God, I really think my parents should get me now. God, I really think school should be happening this way. We have so many opinions and they keep us from seeing, which is our number three, that we need to have an eternal focus. Many have an exciting focus, but few have an eternal focus. When writing my books, God reminded me through another author, she said, you have to show up and trust that God will prepare the people who need to read what you hear. So for all of us here, we all have different skills. We all have different talents. We're all given different stories. Show up. Believe that the invitation you've been given to the kingdom of God, that as a child of God, no one can take that away from you, that you have a purpose, that you were chosen for a specific purpose in this time for such a time as this and God reminded me that these books it's an eternal seed because they're going to outlast me when we talk about eternal focus it means it's not going to happen right now you won't see the fruit right now you know trees when they're planted some grow fast but others take hundreds of years to grow when we say eternally built, eternally focused, that means we believe that God is doing something in us that will outlast us for generations. We said we are a chosen generation so that we can impact the next generations. It's not just about us. So as exciting as it is, you know, being back in the celebrity, celebrity party, you're excited. You're excited to see other celebrities. You're excited for your family and your friends to be here with free food, good music. You're with the people that you admire. But that's only for one night, maybe two nights, maybe just a week, and then it ends. Sometimes we can get so excited about our passions. We talked about that last time, about our passions, about the things we like to do in life. And we forget that tomorrow might not be as exciting. Because walking with Jesus is an exciting adventure, but not every day feels exciting. There were days when I was writing those books and I felt like, God, really? What am I supposed to do now? How am I supposed to end this? Will people really care? And God reminded me to keep going because there's an eternal seat. Right now, I'm about to enter a new season of life, going places, meeting new people that I would say is an answered prayer to a prayer I surrendered. I stopped praying about this and I said, God, whatever. If you want it, it'll happen, but right now I'll stay faithful where I am. And now he's led me to this moment where I get to experience greater than I could ever ask or imagine. But there are moments where I'm like, am I gonna back out? Is this just a dream? Am I gonna wake up? Because it's scary. 
Sometimes our walk with God gets us a little scared. But that's where we have to remind ourselves that we are called and we are chosen for a purpose. That's where we remind ourselves of the spiritual gifts that we've received so that as we go into the next season, we can represent God. We can share the good news. We can give our time, our skills, our talents for his glory. So I'm wondering right now, there are three questions that I ask my life group girls. Shout out to my life group. Throughout this month, I've been asking them three questions every Sunday when we meet. First is, what do you really want in this life? If you answer food, okay, that's a temporary thing. I really want to go to Burger King. Okay, I'm going to make sure I can go there tonight with friends because I really want it. Yes, that's, that does happen every day, but we're asking, what do you really want in life so that after this lifetime ends, what, what are you remembered as? What did you invest your life in? The second question is, how bad do you want it? I don't know if that's a familiar way of asking it, but for us or in movies, in Western movies, they would say, how bad do you really want this? Are you really willing to go all in for what you want? Are you willing to give up everything for what you want? Because if you really want something, you would give up anything. You would make time to be intentional about what you want. And lastly, what are you doing about it now? So throughout the past month, I've been asking the girls, I've been saying, okay, if we really wanted to listen to God, we would. There are many voices around us, but if we really wanted to hear from him, we would make the time, we would read his word, we would join in the fellowship that brings us closer to him because that's what we want. If we really wanted to abide in Jesus, John 15 says that we are the branches and Jesus is the vine. That means our free gifts are given to us without us needing to do anything. You don't need to prove to Jesus that you're worthy of your calling because God chose you to do good works in advance before you were even born. So when we abide in Jesus, we just keep on getting fed those resources and we get to live it out. So I asked them, if you really wanted to abide in Jesus, you would. If we really wanted to make time for God, we would. And while I don't remember the exact verses, there were verses I found in Psalms that said God wants us to love him. He wants us in a personal relationship with him. He sent Jesus, his only begotten son, to come here so that he could break the divide between us and him that was caused by sin so that we could have a relationship with him. If we want God, he wants us more. But the question is, or the phrase is, do you really want to? Because if you wanted to, you would. Now, I'm not saying every day will turn out the same, that you can easily say, yes, God, I really want to. There will be days where we're busy. There will be days where we lose someone, a job, something. But it's not about just that day. But what are you going to do after that day? How are you going to bounce back? Because if you really wanted something, no matter how many times you hit the ground, how many times you fall, you're going to get back up and keep chasing what you want because it's something you really want. Now in Psalm 27, David says, 
one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon his beauty. David was a shepherd boy in the stories. We start out seeing him as a shepherd boy, and he dedicated his time to be a good shepherd, to praise God. We talked about that, I remember, last time I was here. But then when he was king, when he already had the kingdom of Israel, he was the second king to ever rule Israel, and he had everything that people thought he could have. But there was one thing that he wanted. This is what he would seek. It's not just that he wanted it, but he would chase after it, and that is God's presence. The expected answer tonight is that you would want God more, but only you can really answer what you're wanting in your life. Do you really just want to graduate with flying colors and make your parents proud? It's a good want, but you're created for more than that. Do you really just want to, what, get married? Have a good Instagrammable relationship? That's a good want, but you were created for more than that. There's a lot in this life that is offered to us, as mentioned earlier. But we get to choose what we want, how bad we want it, and what we're going to do about it. You were called. You're welcomed. You were invited into the kingdom of God. And if you have received Jesus, if you are a part of God's family, know that there's more. Because you were chosen for a purpose. You were chosen for greater things. You were born for such a time as this. Life is not always going to be easy, and sometimes all we get are pieces of a puzzle. And this is something my life group has talked about recently, where how do we really know if God's calling us here? How do I really know if I'm chosen for this? How do you know your purpose in life? We, don't know, we here don't know everything. We can't give you all the answers, but we can point you to the one who does. So God, the God who created you, who loves you, who has a plan for you, he has the answers for you. No, he's not going to give it in full picture, but that's why we take steps of faith. That's why we receive the invitation. That's why we are interested to go. That's why we start investing in our relationship with God and relationship with others. That's why we receive the spiritual gifts and then we represent and then we share and then we give. That's why we get excited, but we think eternally. It's steps that we take. If you're wondering if you're called, I'm here to tell you that you are called. You are invited to be a part of this eternal family. You are invited to be a part of the kingdom that will never end, of a kingdom that has an eternal celebration after this life. And once you accept that invitation, you are then chosen to go on a mission, to be an ambassador. As a child of God who is royalty, you are chosen for a purpose. In your school, it won't always look the same. You might have experienced what I experienced or something totally different. But you were in that school for a reason. I know some of my life group girls, they just graduated from high school. They're wondering where to go to college. And no matter where you go, if you seek God first, he will use you. No matter where you go, you are called and chosen. So there's a purpose for you. For those of us who are still navigating college or work, no matter where we go, if we seek God first and allow the Holy Spirit to take up the room and lead us, 
we have a purpose and he will use us no matter what. The question or the phrase is, do you really want to? Because if you really wanted to, you would. We get to choose how we live this life. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you've heard about God or about Jesus. But I want to remind you that you're here for a reason and he's not done with you yet. So to all of those watching, to all those listening, we've been here for a while. We know this. We know we're called. We know we're chosen. We know we've been given the Holy Spirit. But tonight I want to pray that we will not just stay here knowing but we will really experience, we will really encounter, we will really walk in that direction that he's called for us. Because like these lights, or if you have a light switch near you, I tell my life group girls, the Holy Spirit's power is like lights. This power, the source is there. But you can't walk in the light if you don't turn it on. So we need to turn that switch on and say, God, I'm going to walk with you. I really want to. And that's where we take the baby steps. That's where we take the steps of faith that eventually become farther and farther the longer we walk with him. Now maybe some of you, you're new to this. You've heard about Jesus before. They say the Philippines is a Christian country in Southeast Asia. So we all have heard God. We've all heard about Jesus somehow. We've all met people who said they're Christians and had different experiences. But tonight I want to remind you that he wants a personal relationship with you it's not just about me i'm here to just deliver this message but the relationship you have with jesus is what you hold on to for the rest of your life so for those of you who are a little new to this and you're interested at the invitation we're also going to pray and we're going to pray that you will continue in the next steps of the journey to be invested to be able to not just receive spiritual gifts but to go and represent god to the world to share to give that we will not just be excited for today or tonight but that we will look eternally until tomorrow until the next days until the rest of 2022 what kind of person will you be at the end of this year you already know the first six months have almost passed and you know what kind of person you are today you know what you're doing in life you know what you want in life right now but tonight you're given the opportunity to change your perspective, to focus on Jesus and what he's called you to. So how will you end this year? Because if you wanted to follow Jesus, if you wanted to go all in, you would. So right now we're going to pray. And I hope that I'm not the only one praying, but that you will pray over yourselves. If you're with friends, if you're with families, pray over each other. We will ask God to do and create something in our hearts that only he can do because living a life that is eternally focused means we can't do it on our own strength we need the holy spirit we will get tired we will get weary but his power is made perfect in our weakness So since the prayer was cut off from that recording due to technical difficulties, I will be doing a prayer to close us off for this episode and I hope that you pray along with me and ready your heart to receive his word in these prayers.
God, I thank you for the listeners. I thank you that you helped them choose to want to listen to this message, and so they made time for it. I pray that you move in their hearts, open their eyes to be illuminated by your light, touch their hearts to encounter your love, help them be rooted in you so they can abound more in knowledge, in insight, in love, help them to understand that they've been given spiritual gifts, that as children of God, they're not just limited to the title of saved, or to the title of being called and chosen but there's an action needed there's more to life there's something more they can do i pray that you remind them that they have a purpose and that there's a responsibility a way that they can be ambassadors of your kingdom and of who you are to the people around them and to this world i pray that for those who are probably struggling with their whole being whether it's mentally physically emotionally spiritually god i pray that whatever is keeping them from you that these chains and all these distractions and things trying to discourage them will be gone in the name of jesus i pray that the minds of these people will be filled with your peace that because we can't walk as children of light living in darkness we have to choose one over the other as children of light you bring your light into their lives that it'll break through whatever's trying to grasp at their minds to grasp at their hearts at their spirits even in their bodies god i pray for your complete healing touch i pray for peace in their minds and comfort in their hearts i pray for strength in their bodies i pray for perseverance in their spirits i pray that in their whole being they will just long for you and and want you more and more and will see your miracles in their lives i thank you god for each and every one of them and i thank you that you know what they need and i'm just an instrument here to pray for them to encourage them and i thank you god for this time that we get to hear from you and we get to be encouraged by you we thank you for this day another day to live and we lift up everything to you in jesus name we pray amen so remember that I am blessed to bless, you are blessed to bless, we are all blessed to bless. I'll talk to you soon.